Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we get started today, I just want to tell you that I'm part of a very exciting project. I was the co-creator of the official Wet Hot American Summer role-playing game, which you can get on Kickstarter. It's amazing. It's really fun. Well, and I made it, so that makes it even cooler. The game is based on the cult film comedy by David Wayne. It's one of my favorite movies. I was really excited to get the opportunity to adapt it into a role-playing form. So if you're a Class B Dungeon Master, find that on Kickstarter. Back in today, we've got some really cool prizes, including actual bottles of dick cream. So yeah, thanks for your support. This episode may contain strong language, nudity, and dated pop culture references. Parental discretion is advised. From the audio arena in Meltdown Comics, it's Two Packs with me, Jeffrey Golden! Welcome to Two Packs, the trading card comedy show, where I open up packs of weird, retro, super zeroic trading cards with a funny friend. And this week is awesome because it's time for another edition of Pack Attack, the game of games, a true champion's battle. Playing with me is my BFF. It's my best friend forever. That's what the acronym stands for. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> He's the author of the hilarious Toys for Cheap catalog. His work can be found on Something Awful, Nerdist, and many more. Ladies and gentlemen, Asterios Coconuts. Hello. Well, can we also say Billboard Records charting? <laughs> we can and we should. Okay. Yeah, Bill, you're on the Billboard. You had a number one hit album recently on iTunes. Billboard had to email me. <laughs> I put out, look. Long story short, I'm part of a good old-fashioned radio rivalry. <laughs> You're Howard Stern versus real, John DeBella. It's a real Jack Benny versus Fred Allen situation it, you've got going there. It, it, ex- exactly. Imus and Stern fought each other <laughs> in the 90s, and so I'm in a radio rivalry. So I put out an album that was just designed to make fun of another podcaster. <laughs> it's called Cuckmas Carols. Cuckmas Carols. And... It was the number one album on iTunes for three days straight, (laughs) even though it only exists to make fun of another guy. Listen, Spite sells records. Uh, It apparently does. (laughs) People love Spite. Yes. (laughs) Eminem. Remember Eminem? He -hmm. was big. That's what he would do. He would say, NSYNC is bad and Christina Aguilera is bad and Britney Spears is bad, but he would rap it. That was the trick. That was how he, exactly. That's how he got over with people. Yeah, like a wrestler. Like a pro wrestler, yeah. Yeah, you got to call out Triple H. Mm-hmm. That guy is keeping me down. Mm-hmm. He's keeping down me and other indie talent. Sure. 
So I got to call him out here and then fight him at WrestleMania. <laughs> did you ever open any WWE packs on this show? We did. I opened a pack of retro 80s WWE cards with Frank Gibson, who is a friend. He's a cartoon writer, an early episode. Okay. Way back when, episode four or five, it all was... those many year ago. <laughs> Wasn't there a WWE CCG? Almost certainly. <laughs> I think there was a game where you could have Brock Lesnar and you could equip him with a chair. There was a role-playing game. There is a WWE RPG that you can play. Tell me more about this. It takes place in, I think it was like a late 80s, early 90s, maybe mid 90s. It covers that era of superstars. And yeah, it's a wrestling game. You simulate wrestling. I don't know much more about it other than I think the wrestling's supposed to be real in that universe. This is always a weird thing about wrestling fiction, right? Sometimes it's treated like it actually is as it's booked. And then other times it's treated as it's a real thing. In this case, I think you're supposed to play as if The Rock actually fights John Cena or what have you. Okay, well, no, I mean, that would make a lot of sense. I know that the Air Bud wrestling movie was Wrestle Buddies. Yeah, it was WrestleMania. Yes! WrestleMania. And yes, Amanda and I watched it. Yeah. And it is better than it has any right to be. Still not good, but better than it has any right to be. Well, I know that the villain is John Ratzenberger, who actually does a good job of playing a heavy. He does. And John Morrison, he's like the bad guy wrestler, because obviously uh, they're not putting John Rassenberger in the ring. Though they could. It would have been fun. At some point, I think uh, a dog hits John Bites him in the butt? Yeah. Okay. If that didn't happen, it should have, but I feel like I have a memory of something physically bad happening to hey, John Ratzenberger. I'm not saying that things aren't going to get physical with John Ratzenberger. Sure. Obviously, he has to have some sort of comeuppance. Right. But what I'm saying is, if I'm directing Wrestle Buddies, yeah. here's what I'm doing with John Ratzenberger. Please. I'm putting him behind a desk. Right. I'm going to shoot him. Yeah. I'm going to say, now, now why don't you go rest? Right. You've earned it. You earned it. You've you got fought two... in the Cheers Wars. <laughs> You've got two days of shooting. You're halfway done. Yes. You were in this location. Now you soon you'll be in one other location. Yeah. And here's what John's going to say. Hey, uh, you know, I could uh, do uh, uh, oh, no. Why is, I don't know why. It sounds like Marvin the Martian. <laughs> John, no, John has been like, hey, you know, I could uh, shoot some more scenes. I could uh, I'd be here. I'd be here. I'd be here. I'd be this. I'd do that. I, I, I don't mind working more. And you're just like, John. The fact that you don't mind working more is why we love you, and it's why you've earned a rest. That's you've true. You've been in every Pixar movie. Yeah. You've he has. He's their good luck charm. That is a great gig. He was even the Underminer. And then the Underminer had a video game that he entirely voiced. All right. Well, there's a lot. We have to talk after the show. Sure. We have a lot to talk about. Okay. Underminer. I don't know about Underminer. He's the bad guy from Incredibles. Oh, shit. It's been a he, while. He literally drills under the earth. <laughs> Like oh, under underminer. Gotcha. Yeah, I love I'm just, it. I'm just saying. He's a good guy. He's a great, he's a great guy. But long story short, the reason I bring up Rassle Buddies is that in the world of Rassle Buddies, wrestling is real. Right. And it is interesting how a lot of times they do have to play that. It's not fake. It's not entertainment. These are real matches where when you win, you knock the other guy unfucking conscious. So in the fiction of Wrestle Buddies, <laughs> puppies are fighting a guy until he's knocked out. Right. 
What the hell? And also, in the modern era, if anybody punched that dog, there'd be hell to pay. Yeah. Nobody wants to see a guy punch a dog in the face violently. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Well, that's why you don't go face face. Right. You book a heel against that dog. But again, like the but dastardly is, John Morrison. But what I'm saying is, this is, if we're saying wrestling is real, yes. and you're <gasps> watching a viral video oh of a guy God. really punching a dog in the face I... and then kicking him when he's down. Oh. Yeah, you don't want that. Nobody Wait, wants that. Ace. You're right. Because, look, we already don't like dog fighting. Right. We don't like it. We don't like dog fighting. Imagine what happens if it's human versus dog fighting. And not just any human. A super jacked, <laughs> super ripped, evil wrestler <laughs> played by heartthrob John Morrison. <laughs> I know. I went to Comic-Con once. He's there. He was doing a guest bit on a show I was on. That's true. The moment Comic-Con's over, he goes, well, I got to go find a gym for four hours <laughs> because that's what I do every, every day. fucking day. That's his job. I'm John Morrison, and if I'm not in a gym for four hours a day, I'm not doing my job. Yeah, that's true. That guy's abs have abs. <laughs> Very handsome man. Asterios, we yes, got some- sorry. No, nothing to be sorry I'm about. I'm sorry! Asterios, we've got some sports entertainment tonight right here at we Meltdown do. Comics. Because we've got to play Pack Attack. This is a game in which you take two collectible card games, packs, you open them up, shuffle them together, you try to create a new game out of it. Now, here's the twist for tonight's pack attack. These aren't actually CCGs. These are just regular trading cards. But I think we can figure this out. We can come up with the game to play regardless. What do you think? Of course, I'm totally down. As a failsafe, we also have two packs of just regular old magic cards on the table. Just in case. In case we realize that, oh, None of these cards have numbers or names <laughs> or backstories, but hopefully we won't have to open these magic cards. I think we're going to be okay, but okay. let's see. So we've got two packs today. We have from Don Russ, Zero Heroes. This is Fantastic Fast Guy on the cover. You can see he's so fast his skin is rippling back. Yeah, he looks like the Noid got put in a pizza oven. It says 1983, which would explain the Noid-esque character design. And let's see, I've got from Pacific, Pukemon. Gotta gross them out. You gotta look at this. So this art looks nothing, of course, like Pokemon art. It's weirdly watercolor shaded or maybe colored pencil shaded. But there are so many things on the cover of this. One thing worth noting, and this was from 2000, is that usually on trading cards, you can see the logo of the trading card company pretty quickly or prominently. Boy, Pacific sure hid their logo from this. They did not want you to know that this was a Pacific product. Here's some copy on the wrapper. Pukemon is not a game. You can find the scratch and sniff if you dare. These cards are a parody and are not licensed or authorized by the makers of Pokemon. In fact, Pokemon makes us puke. They hate nice. it so much. Did you know anybody who hated Pokemon? No, because that <laughs> would have to be the biggest hot take asshole in the fucking world to be like, hey, all these amazing monster designs, adorable characters, clear goal if you don't like that you are looking to hate what is currently popular and fuck you you're just a hater that's it yes exactly it's, it's like if people are like i don't like comic book movies right because there's it they're oversaturated there's too many fuck you no one goes i don't like romantic comedies i don't like action movies it's just like no just want to have a hot take so go fuck off 
people do say that about certain genres. It's weird that people are like with music. They'll be like, I don't listen to country. I hate all countries. Like, really? Have you listened to every single country yeah, song? I know. There's some good countries. I refuse to believe that an entire genre can only be bad. Yeah, it's got to be one good song. But everybody's got to have an opinion. I know. That's the fucking problem with 2017. Everyone is a blogger. Everyone is a brand. My mom is going after Facebook likes. I know. My mommy. She's in the game. My mommy from Trinidad. <laughs> she's in her mid-60s and she's living for the likes. She's living for the likes <laughs> and the shares of the grandkid folk. If I may say about these Pokemon cards, yes, please. they have the aesthetic of kind of a 90s Nicktoons. Yeah, look. that's exactly right. It definitely looks like that. And by the way, some copy in the pack. Mm -hmm. Pokemon, the first movie. Never coming to a theater near you. Boy, they burned that bridge. They burned the Pokemon bridge. What? Jeffrey is not wrong. There is so much writing. <laughs> I know. On this stuff. <laughs> but here's the thing. The cards aren't even open, and yeah. we're already have so much to read. It, there's so much to unpack. But finally, I will say this. The art style. It has nothing to do with Pokemon. No. It's this 90s indie colored pencil art style. So what this tells me is that their art director was, I want to draw what I want to draw, though. <laughs> and I draw it in my style. Yeah. yeah. And then someone else was, uh, shouldn't they look like Pokemon, but kind of different? You know, kind of like how... Garbage Pail Kids looked kind of like <laughs> Cabbage Patch, Patch Kids. Right. I was like, nah, but I don't know if I can put that in my book. <laughs> I don't know if I can put that in my portfolio. So uh, I'm going to draw what I'm going to draw. And uh, I, you clearly can't afford anybody else, Pokemon. So you're going to have to eat some shit. There's only one name in your roll today. Uh, it's me. Uh, Art Garfunkel. Uh, <laughs> no relation to the other Art Garfunkel. I'm the artist Art Garfunkel. Also not good at all. Not good at all. <laughs> so should we open up these cards and see how we do here? Absolutely we should. Let's see the other one. They're called Zero, Zero Heroes. Heroes. Donruss yeah. was known for making a lot of baseball, baseball cards. cards. Yeah. yeah so but they like had to get in on the non-sports trading card craze of the mid-80s. Can't pass by that wacky packages money. Now, remember, what we do is we don't look at the cards we, right. if you don't mind. So I'm going to take yeah. these zero heroes and these Pokemon. Now, honestly, this may be easier than I gave it credit for because what I'm realizing is all of these cards depict characters. Right. So we're just presuming that these characters would be fighting each other or what have you. They're it's, in some kind of crisis. Yeah. Kind of super crisis between yes. the zero heroes and the Pokemon. And there are six Pokemon cards. And yes. There are seven zero heroes. Heroes, meaning that the seventh zero hero is the villain we'll be facing. Because oh. as everybody knows, Pack Attack is an asymmetrical collectible card game where it's me and Jeffrey versus the deck. Right. We're fighting the computer. Exactly. Deep blue. Didn't we lose once? We lost one. We tied. It ended ambiguously. Uh, okay. All the characters died. Yes. In a car bombing. When the 24 yes, met right. Austin Powers. They turned the Austin Mobile into a bomb and they blew up the president of Russia or something. That's not what happened, but that's very entertaining uh, memory. Right. I well, like it. the villain of the deck is the Great Gobbler. The Great Gobbler. So let's describe the Great Gobbler here. This is a giant turkey, looks like. It, weirdly, both fat and muscular. Mm -hmm. Like myself. That's what it describes you to a T. Yes. This chicken is also wearing an orange hood with a G symbol on the thing. It has like a very retro Superman costume. It has big toes, but also like a big round gut. Yeah, like an old-fashioned strongman where it was right. big chest, big arms, big fucking belly. 
Belly, The Great Gobbler. On the back it reads, The Great Gobbler stories were very exciting, but it was impossible to cover up the fact that this hero was a turkey. His cry of gobble, gobble, gobble every time he swung into action didn't help his image one bit. This hero was dropped after he turkeyed out at Thanksgiving. Oh. I don't know anything. I just tried to sell that as hard as I could. No, no, you did I don't know job. what I said. <laughs> I don't know what anything I said just meant. All right, so I think what I'm seeing is he dropped out after Thanksgiving. So I'm going to interpret that because he's our villain. Yes. So I'm going to interpret that to mean that our human Thanksgiving has repulsed him so much that he stopped being a hero and started being a villain. Sort of like okay. the way a Jerry Seinfeld, the bumblebee, sues the human race when he finds out that bees are mistreated by humans. They've been stealing the honey. Right. They've been harvesting them for honey. Exactly. Yeah. Bees aren't getting any of it. No. Bee movie had a very strong environmental message. (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's see. The Great Gobbler will send against us. So now I'm drawing a card. Real quick, I want to point out that the art for Zero Heroes looks like, you know, good Mad Magazine art. It looks like classic late 70s, early 80s indie comics art with good use of shading and cross-hatching and very expressive and there's a lot of detail in the images. And the Pokemon cards are literally the worst art I've ever seen on a trading card. And I'm including Rad Dudes, which is also a Pacific. Pacific really outdid themselves with Pokemon in terms of the quality. I mean, these are, you know, there's gross... But then there's just, I don't want to look at these. They're really bad looking trading cards. Okay, A, does it help that the center copy burst is a giant puddle of puke? No, it doesn't. Probably not. No. But it also doesn't help that that puddle of puke is weirdly photoshopped. Yes. Look at the shading on it. It's clearly that they use embossed filter to like give it depth. It almost would have been better if they didn't give it depth. I completely agree because if this whole card was flatter, okay, so we've got a giant puddle of green puke and then that is on top of a big red field, but it's not flat red. It's a Berber again. A very simple Photoshop texture is applied to this for no reason. Right. The back of my card has gradient starburst. (laughs) None of these colors go together, and then the art looks like it's just clip art. I'm not kidding, by the way. It's definitely clip art quality. It's yes. This is like the Microsoft Gross Pack. Yes. Uh, It's like oh, here it is. Although that would if Microsoft Bob were really into farts, (laughs) right? Yes. The Microsoft Bob Jr., the fart kid operating uh, system. Yes, we'll each put down a card yes. to fight uh, the Great Gobbler, and then the Great Gobbler will draw one, and we'll have a battle. And I, think, we'll I think that sounds smart. We've each drawn three cards. I've got, hmm, I don't think I've got anything in my hand that seems to go at the Great Gobbler's weaknesses. Uh, you got anything? Ooh, let's see. Great Gobbler's strong, is a giant turkey. Hates Thanksgiving, went bad at Thanksgiving. Went bad at Thanksgiving. You know, I'll play something here. Sure. I've got a card called Booger. Okay. So this looks like an insect creature with snot coming out of its nose. Mm Mm-hmm. The cool thing about Pokemon is they often look like two different creatures, or it looks like a dinosaur, but it also has a hippo this. This is just literally, it's an insect, and it has a runny nose, basically. Booger sneezing all the time. This Pokemon has sticky snot that entraps its victims. It has a snot glue of 20, and it has two toilets in the corner. Two toilet icons, yep. Two toilet icons. I assume its rarity is that it's more rare, (laughs) less rare. Uh, Two toilets are single 
level cards, you have a one in two chance of getting a double toilet. Yeah. There are 27 double toilet cards in the set and 69 cards total. Well, I feel very fortunate to, well, be, to have drawn a double toilet. I mean, here's the thing, though. Yeah. There are some cards, gold, foil, single level, Pokemon cards, you have a 2 in 37 chance. Holographic foil single level, you've got a 1 in 37 chance. And there are cards that are called Greek cards. And I don't know why. I don't see an obvious joke here. Okay. But apparently they are the rarest cards in the set. They're called Greek cards. Greek cards. I don't know. Are they frat boy Pokemon or that, something like that? I don't know. only usage of the word Greek that I think could apply to games. Do you think that maybe it's just copy from another trading card pack that they forgot to copy and delete? <laughs> now, that makes a lot more sense than them being frat boys. That it's, uh, oh, we didn't translate these. Oh, they're rare. <laughs> right. Well, okay. So you're playing so, the snow. So my play is this. Sure. Yes, he's super strong. He's obviously super strong, but he can't see his own feet. The great yeah. gobbler's yeah. feet are obscured by his own feet, so maybe he would be susceptible to a sticky attack to slow him down with the booger. I'm going to double him up because okay. I'm going to play a character named Captain Claude. Ooh. Captain Claude is the dumbest hero of all time. In his entire career of crime fighting, he never won once, but he always knew the dirt on everyone. Dirt, I suppose, is you have Claude in a dirt. Sure. dirt. That's dumb. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I'm looking at a guy. He's wearing big pink overalls. He's got a yo-yo. Yo-yos are dumb. Yeah, yo-yos are dumb. I mean, you only idiots use yo-yo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah a, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you have to be a huge moron to, to play yo-yo. Right. But here's the thing about Captain Claude. He's got patches in his suit. It looks like him or his mom sewed the patches. But here's the thing that I think makes him effective. He's also picking his nose. Right. So he's got access to boogers. Right. So I'm thinking if you try to booger up the Great Gobbler's left foot, I'll try to booger up the Great Gobbler's right foot. That makes sense. If we completely immobilize the Great Gobbler, then these two can just treat him like a goddamn punching bag. I love it. Let's see what Gobbler draws to defend himself here. Okay. The Great Gobbler has drawn a level... Uh-oh. Jerry, why don't you explain this? It just makes me yep. sad. Yeah. On the back of all the Pokemon cards of the Pokemon logo, got to gross them out. On the front, we have, oh, this is be an evolution. This is like an, an evolution. evolution. Yeah, this yeah. is an evolution. We have a, looks like a, a star, like a Mario Brothers star, and it looks like it's taking a piss. Yep. And it's called Star P, mm-hmm. and that's a level one, mm-hmm. but it is evolving. Yeah. To level two, a star poo. Yeah. The first star is smiling and is peeing. The second star is frowning. And it is taking what I guess are star poos. Star pee looks like human pee. Star poos look like just little dots. Can I see the poos, please? Uh, Yes. I want to know, how did they decide that level one was pee and level two was poo? Is that a- uh, Star me and star you. Like doing number one or doing number two? Well, no. uh, Let me explain to you exactly the joke they're making. Oh, please. There's a character in Pokemon called Star Me. It's Uh Starfish. Ah. When he evolves, he evolves in a star you. Oh, so I see. So star me, star P. I see. Star you. Yes. Star P. Who. Oh boy. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. You don't have anything to apologize for. I feel I just... feel bad for bringing the Pokemon cards into the environment, into this, what I thought was a safe space. No, no, because here's the <laughs> thing you don't defeat evil by shrinking from it. Sure. You need to know about the stuff that's out there. Right. I'm not kidding. I feel kind of disgusted just holding this card. Sure. And again, why don't you put it down on the th- table? Th- no, yeah. thank you. It's weird to me. I'm trying to process this emotion I'm having. Were you a 
fan of Star Me or Star You growing up as a kid? Were they a favorite Pokemon? I got nothing against them. Were they a Pokemon you had captured? I mean, look, I capture them when I play Pokemon Go now. But they got a cool water cannon. They they got this hydro check. they, They got a big jewel in the middle. I just... Feel like when I'm holding and looking at this card, yeah. I'm holding and looking at somehow my own failure <laughs> as a comedian. I'm connecting with this on a deep level. Someone worked hard on this, but it's bad. Do you it's, think someone worked hard on it? Someone I don't worked know. on it. I mean, someone must have worked on it. Yeah. There's no question that. Yeah. Work no, was that's put a good in. point. But I don't know if that much work was put in. I don't know why this depresses me so much. Maybe you see an alternate path. Yes. If you were in a certain yep. age in 2000 that this could have been you. This could have been me. This could have been your this fate. This could have been me. You may have had to have written these jokes. Oh, my God. Look, I'd write these jokes today. How many toilets is this card? This is a single toilet. Oh, okay. Good. All right. It's kind of disappointing, but all right. No, I totally understand. But here's the thing. It's got a sleaze factor mm-hmm. of 30. Sure. Its mean skill is its gross-out technique. That makes sense. Now, this is the issue. Right. This is why I feel this might be a draw, this first fight, because we're both trying to gross the other one out. We're sticking boogers to the gobbler's feet, but Star Poo is pooping on Captain Cold and on this flying booger, and then obviously some poop is going to get on the Great Gobbler. All right, so let's try to game this out here. Okay. So we have the Great Gobbler. Yeah. We've got Booger, Captain Claude, and Star Peace. Are we going to say that it is Star Peace I or think we've Star- Gotta poo. say it's Star Poo. Right, it is a I don't know why poo. you would play the level one Star P if yeah, you've got no. Star Poo. Star Poo's level two. <laughs> Jerry, you gotta play Star Poo. You gotta poo. play Star Poo. <laughs> you gotta fool around with the Star P. You gotta Star P. I no, you like, gotta Star Poo. I like Star P better. Star P is a stronger character. I got nothing against Star P. But if you got <laughs> the Star Evol- Poo, <laughs> if you got the evolution card, you might as well play the Star Poo. You, gotta, you might as well play the Star Poo. <laughs> okay, so our hero's plan was to put so much sticky boogers on the Great Gobbler's feet that it would make him immobile. And then they could just treat him like a goddamn pinata. And they could treat him like a goddamn pinata. But now they're getting pooped on by a flying star that poops. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so Captain Claude, I absolutely think that would confuse, frighten, and terrify him. He's not into this. But what about Booger, though? Booger is an insect. Yes. Insects live around pee and poo. (laughs) No, insects need poo to survive. Shit. Yeah. That's really smart. So, Booger. <laughs> Booger. <laughs> There's a literally, I'm so mad at this card I'm holding right now. The Pukemon Booger. <laughs> right. Poop makes him stronger. Now he can fly faster, fly harder. I say he flies so fast and so hard that he just punches a hole through the Great Gobbler's temple. It's <laughs> disgusting. Uh, just in one side and out the other like a bullet through his brain. <laughs> I say, that, and then the Great Gobbler's corpse just smashes against the ground, turns into turkeys for turkey for everyone. Oh, shit. So did we manage to defeat the main villain of this game very quickly? Well, no, no, no. That's just the first boss. Hey, we got another, got another, uh, yeah, we got another boss. All right. Well, one for us here. Let's, let's got... wipe the slate clean and yep. let's see what, what we got. One to the You got your hand? Here. I do. All right. So the next card is a zero hero, Captain Ugly. Captain Ugly. Captain oh, Ugly. Shit. He definitely does have a paper bag over his face. Right. You can tell that he has a pockmarked skin underneath that paper bag. Wiry hair. Not a very good looking man. That's why he's named Mm-mm. Captain Ugly, the first superhero ever to be declared a national disaster. That's funny. <laughs> there we Captain go. Captain Ugly had to back into a room so that his face wouldn't frighten anyone. His greatest secret wish was to win a beauty contest. He became frustrated when he wasn't able to even win last place. 
mathematically impossible, <laughs> and yet Captain Ugly uh, achieved what it. What do you think, disqualified? I guess that's what's yeah. happening here. I guess they just did not let him compete. But if he didn't compete, then he can't lose. He would have had yes. to have been disqualified during the beauty contest. That's, I think that's what happened. <laughs> but how do you get disqualified during a beauty That ugly. Uh, I guess so. You're that ugly. You're so ugly that it would waste precious time for us to judge you, your beauty, or lack thereof. Do you think he had like, a mask and got into the beauty contest under false pretenses? Then maybe the mask melts under the hot lights, the spotlights. I do he like- takes off the mask and he's disqualified. How about this? Now, Captain Ugly is wearing a paper bag over his head. So, right. so they let him into the contest with the paper bag over his head. Oh. He takes the bag off at some point. I kind of like the idea that he enters and it's like, trust me, underneath this paper yep. bag, I am a knockout. Yep. I'm so beautiful that you can't look at me now mm-hmm. because your brain will just go numb. But put me in that contest. Put me in the contest. Yeah. He takes the bag off. It's <laughs> much worse under there. <laughs> well, he won't put the bag on. Disqualified. His career suffered after this, and his attempts to save his career by fighting crime with a bag over his head failed when he kept running into walls. Ooh. All right. So this is a very, very ugly man. Very. Yeah. All right. But restricted sight, which we could use to our advantage. Ooh. Yeah, you go first this time. I'm going to play, well, neither of my cards are the comedy home run I'm looking for, All right. so I'm just going to play Star P. Oh, we had both of this pack Star P and the Star P Evolution card. Yes. <laughs> this pack, which is six cards, yeah. a third of these cards are related <laughs> to Star P. Now, I've just got standard level one Star P. <laughs> I don't have the Star P to Star Poo evolution. Fair enough. Star P's skill is Tinkle Tinkle Little Star. Now I'm going to say that Star P can pee on the paper bag covering Captain Ugly's face, oh. essentially trapping him in a prison of a bag that smells like pee. <laughs> well, I've got a card here that I think will go well with yours. It's Bullet Boy. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> this is probably the most effective zero hero. <laughs> He is literally a man wearing, again, another classic superhero, this time with cleats, a big cape, and a giant bullet on his head. And he has this face that's sort of, he's screaming and he doesn't know why. Awesome. He just has this kind of blank scream on his face. It's pretty funny. Shot to earth when he was just a BB, the human bullet soon grew to his full height and weight. 18 feet tall, (laughs) 600 pounds of solid lead. As a living bullet, his entire body was a lethal weapon. What he longed to be, however, was a really big gun. He gave up being Bullet Boy for a shot at the big time. Now Bullet is a big shot at the secret government installation where he gets the large charge. Yeah, it kind of lost me I at think, the end I there. Think you gotta, if you don't mind. Oh, please. But the way you got to sell it is you don't even care that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you got to say like, now Bullet is a big shot at the secret government installation where he gets a large charge. <laughs> oh, that was good. Now, what did I say? I no idea. I don't know either. Nobody but I, you got to sell it with confidence. I agree. Now, I agree. I, now, here's the interesting thing about Bullet Boy. Competent superhero? In the Zero Heroes? Yes. Yeah, he seems like an effective superhero. He's an 18 foot tall bullet <laughs> and he wants to be a gun but the fact that he's not a gun hasn't stopped the federal government yeah from co-opting him and using him for their own purposes nothing about this guy's design and nothing about the, his character copy tells me that he would do anything less than just shoot captain ugly in the head with his body uh, yes i agree. mean I, this, no, seems... this is going to be a bloody mess yes. unless captain ugly has draws something to defend himself well captain ugly's going to draw it's not <laughs> squirtle jeffrey oh it's not it? squirtle who is it instead of squirtle burple jeffrey <laughs> oh it's burple it's 
Burple, a baby <laughs> turtle pukemon right. that can burp as loud as the big boys. <laughs> uh, oh. You know, his mean skill is burp for 20. Got 20 burps. His burp is very loud. Or mean or meaningless. There's an asterisk at mean, and it says or meaningless. Here's the thing about these. I feel like this represents both the best and worst of non-sport trading cards yeah. in many ways. The Zero Heroes, they are trying. Then there's some actually funny jokes in it. It's a solid premise. It makes sense. Whereas this just looks gross. It's not funny. And it has a little toilet on it. How many toilets? <laughs> just one. But even so, it feels like we're not even trying at this point with the Pukemon. No. Zero I'm... Heroes, I feel like there's some artistic energy yes. here. There's something here. Because whoever is writing this copy on the back is trying to write jokes. This art is very 70s, 80s man magazines. This art is good. Yeah, it's good like, art. But this Pokemon thing, it's like doodles and some photos, some really bad Photoshop. None of the colors work together. Look, here's what I'm going to say. Yes. Captain Ugly drew so poorly. <laughs> Captain Ugly against a human bullet and a flying urine monster drew a turtle that burps that I feel that we have to open this pack of magic cards to give Captain Ugly something. What's the pack? What, All right, what I'm opening a pack here? of magic cards. Ether Revolt, a regular-ass pack of magic cards <laughs> okay. with a giant lion in battle armor on the front swinging a scimitar. Just your standard magic card <laughs> bullshit. And I'm going to pull the rare. <laughs> the rare is Lightning Runner. I will hand this to Jeffrey. Oh, terrific. All right, yes, the classic. Looks like a Magic the Gathering card like you've all seen before. Although this one has a little hologram, a tiny hologram on the bottom. This is Lightning Runner. It costs three mana of any type mm -hmm. plus two fire mana. Okay. Converted cost of five. It's a creature. It's a human warrior, a human steampunk girl flipping in the air with lightning legs, and it is tripping up a bunch of other warriors with similar sort of costuming. Double strike, haste. Whenever lightning runner attacks, you get two energy counters. Then you may pay a lot more energy counters. If you pay, untap all creatures you control, and after this phase, there is an additional combat phase. Catch me if you can, says Lightning Runner. She's a Leonardo DiCaprio fan, clearly. This is a really cool fucking card. Okay, this card has double strike, meaning it can attack twice. Right. This card has haste, meaning the moment you play the card, it can attack. It is immune to summoning sickness. And then finally, if you can manage to attack with this card four times or attack with this card over two rounds because <laughs> it has double strike. Great. If you can attack with this card four times... Then you can untap all of your tapped attacking creatures and then have them all attack again in the same turn. You create the second combat phase that's just for you! Asterios, I have played Magic the Gathering for years and I have no idea what any of that means. I thought you I might played not it know! For years. I honestly thought you might not know. <laughs> this is all weird, weird later stuff. Right. You stopped right. around Ice Age, I'm guessing. Uh, let's say 97. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, yeah, 98. Somewhere in there. 
it came like a, when you're growing up. You're a little bit of a growing up. Like a little, little you put down the magic cards. No, I got I into magic when I was 23. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, my little brothers keep beating me. I, I'm not going to play magic. Uh, you, They're much better than me. Yeah, you made the right call yeah. then. All right, so. so lightning Strike, I feel lightning like, str- makes the turtle go much faster. I thought Lightning Strike was a creature. Lightning Runner. Sorry. Lightning Runner lightning is, a, is creature. a creature. So this is the team now is Lightning Runner, Captain Ugly, and Burple. Right. Versus Bullet Boy and Starpy. I think that inserting that magic card, this character, just by art alone, I could tell that this Magic the Gathering character is a lot more competent than any other characters on the board. I don't know. Here's what I'll say. Lightning Runner and Bullet Boy are both very similar. They're both speedsters. And they're also both absurdly competent within their own universes. Sure. You look at the art for Bullet Boy, he's got big arms, big legs. He's wearing cleats, for God's sakes. That means traction. Here's the only drawback I've seen in Bullet Boy. His face looks a little exhausted. Because he's been shooting himself at bad guys all day (laughs) as a human bullet. So Bullet Boy and Lightning Runner, I honestly think, might take each other out. But is this a strength versus speed scenario? No, Bullet is strong and fast. That's very true. She is only fast, although she seems very nimble. But she's a 2-2. I agree that she's got increased agility. Right. But she's got double strike, meaning she can attack twice. Oh, I see. So that would help her. I know. I'm saying, look, this is tough because Lightning (sighs) Runner is only a 2-2. Lightning Runner is not a 5-5. Lightning Runner is essentially a weenie character. The strength of Lightning Runner is that Lightning Runner can attack twice and attack fast. Bullet Boy is 18 feet tall. Yeah, that is... That's two stories! I mean, I want to point out that this card, it's just, there's no background. No! So you really don't get a sense of how giant Bullet Boy actually is. Yes! This is 18 feet tall. That is a huge fucking creature. We used to go to parties, Jeffrey and I, where the guy that played Jason from the Friday the 13th reboot would go to the parties. Right, that's true. Now that guy, Tyler Maine, was six foot eight. Yeah. I want you to imagine three (laughs) Tyler Mains. That's a lot of Tyler Mains. Six, 12, 18 feet. Shit. Tyler Mains standing on Tyler Mains. Tyler Mains also played Sabretooth in some of the Wolverine movies. <laughs> Imagine three Sabretooths tall. Yeah, that That's is, tall. That is very tall. I don't know. So you're making compelling arguments for both I sides. I think Bullet Boy and Lightning were going to take each other out. And I think it's just down to Starmie and this turtle. This turtle's going to burp. Good luck. The Starmie's <laughs> flying through the air taking a piss on you. Starmie's <laughs> taking a piss on Captain Ugly's fucking ugly sack turning into a piece. I think once again we win. Yay! That's I, what I think. No, I think you convinced me. Listen, he who argues loudest wins. Yes. <laughs> so we've got one more card here. This from the deck. Yes, the deck's final opponent for us. But this one is for triple points. Oh, that's right. So, Shit. So it could be anybody's it, game. It could honestly be anybody's game. This is Power Baby. This is exactly what you imagined when you <laughs> said the phrase Power Baby. It's a gigantic super muscular baby. Think like Scott Lobdell's drawing a baby with a big bottle and a big diaper pin and a bonnet and with a mask and he's very happy baby. Power baby. Born with extraordinary powers. Power baby had x-ray vision, super hearing, the strength of an elephant, the ability to drink an entire bottle of formula in less than 10 seconds. Oh my god. Despite his amazing abilities, readers just couldn't accept a superhero who had to be burped four times a day. Power baby was given a very long 
long nap. Oh, God. Awesome. Are they implying that Power Baby was murdered? Euthanized. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, I'm looking at Power Baby. Power Baby is very clearly the ultimate warrior, but instead of a, a big headdress, yeah. it's a big bonnet. Power Baby's arms are huge. Humongous. <laughs> the arms are three times as big as the head. The Power Baby's wearing a diaper with a humongous clothespin. Power Baby was euthanized. Huh. Well, let's assume that right, this is worked. Yeah, that's later. That's later so in the we're continuity. just saying this is straight Power Baby we've got here. We've shuffled some more magic cards into the mix here. Unfortunately, both Zero Heroes and Pokemon. Like four cards in each pack. No, right. <laughs> like <laughs> a couple more cards. So we shuffled in some magic. So we shuffled some. Oh, the thing I like about it is that in addition to being bad, they also rip you off. Yeah, it's, it's true. Like, all right, so there's only kind of one move I can make up. I'm going to play Jet Boy. Okay. Jet Boy, Great. as you can see, he's another sort of human bullet type. He's got a jet pack, he's got a bullet shaped helmet. Jet Boy to fly in the sky like a bird was the dream of Perry Shoot. But <laughs> unlike great. most dreamers, Perry did something about his. He strapped two 4,000 pound thruster jets on his back, renamed himself. Jet Boy started up his jets. Few seconds later, took off five thousand miles an hour straight down. Poor oh, guy, yeah, had forgotten to install a steering wheel after launching this unsuccessful attempt to rocket to fame. That's interesting. I never think about a jetpack as needing a steering wheel. No. But I guess they do, or else you will go straight down, apparently. I'm going to trust what Zero Hero says. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so this guy moves at 5,000 miles an hour. The continental United States is about 5,000 miles long. So this guy, in an hour, can cross the United States. He's got two 4,000-pound thruster jets, meaning he's got 8,000 pounds of force behind him. Now, granted, he can't aim. But I'm always right. going to say the Power Baby probably can't move. Right. Power Baby looks like, A, he's muscle-bound, or B, a baby. And I'm going to give Jet Boy a lot of time here because I have halitosis. Looks like a, a clam Pokemon, and it has gross stink lines around it, and it's a purple with a gross red mouth, and it says, This Pokemon has breath so bad... It causes other Pokemon to pass out. It is a face melter. Ten. This is my play here. I'm thinking that Halitosis knocks Power Baby out long enough for Jet Boy to get him, even if it takes Jet Boy a couple of tries because he's not very good at aiming. I like this a lot. It looks like Halitosis is based off of the Pokemon Shelter. Shelter is sort of a giant clam with a big funny tongue, water-type Pokemon so whereas Shelder would stick out his tongue at you or spit water, Halitosis has bad breath. This has bad breath. It's bad breath, yeah. Okay. It's a one against another one toilet. We didn't get any really good rares in this pack, which is disappointing. No, we got Booger. We got two Star Peaks. <laughs> I know. That was ridiculous. What the hell? Okay. Well, let's see what Power Baby does to defend itself. Yeah. Again, Power Baby has access to magic cards <laughs> because know. otherwise it's not a fair fight. Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. Metallic Rebuke. Oh, God. <laughs> Power Baby casts a Metallic Rebuke. It's an instant. Okay. Counter target spell unless its controller pays three. I'm going to say that this counters halitosis. Yeah. Rendering halitosis null. I'm also going to say this. Metallic rebuke looks like it's capable of melting metal, much like Jet Boy's jetpack. Do you think it could do both? Neutralize both of the both, I don't know. Both It's a threats? magic card. It's a, I, what do you think? I don't know. 
Because, look, we don't want to OP. This is a common after all. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, this is a scary-looking piece of art. It looks like some kind of weird skeleton bug. It's multiple <gasps> skeleton bugs. Too little, too late. The machine is in motion. Tezzeret. It's some kind of a machine? I don't know. I know how to stop it. What? Do you have something that could stop it? Yes. Okay. So, right now, a giant web of jagged metal is heading towards halitosis. Okay. And if it gets to halitosis, halitosis will not be able to knock out the power baby with his breath. If power baby has even the slightest bit of mobility, Jet Boy will miss. Unless we give halitosis some aerial modifications. Ooh. Enchantment. Enchant creature or vehicle. Enchanted creature gets 2-2 and has flying. Son of a bitch. I'm going to say that once we aerially modify Halitosis, Halitosis will be able to fly over the metallic rebuke, (laughs) successfully deliver its bad breath attack to the power baby, and give the baby the ultimate nap. Maybe this is how the baby (laughs) fucking died. Oh, that's a good point. We know the baby's going to die. But we didn't know how. Now we know. We we, we killed the whole time. We killed power baby. Killed power baby. We was our loss. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. Standing here. Oh, my God. Who knew it? I think we killed power baby. We did it. We killed Power Baby. We didn't. We did mean to. It was definitely. No, we were trying to attack him real hard with our weapon cards. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know that would kill him. No, but <laughs> now that he died, we did win. We did win the game. We won. Hey. But up, but up, but up, Sorry. Asterios was trying to adjust the microphone. Sorry. As he did, it just like slid It just just hit me in the dick. Asterios, you know the prize for winning pack attack Mm -hmm. is getting to plug something cool you've got this amazing book out that's called toys for cheap yes it is a hilarious parody of toy catalogs from the 80s and 90s illustrated by jimmy hasi yeah it's a great book it's a really good book it's 56 oversized full color pages of fake toys much like the two card games we played today parody things that you love from your childhood so does toys for cheap it's just a big fun mad magazine style lark where we're just making fun of toys from the 70s 80s, 80s, 90s, and today. But I want to plug something else because I have pitched Jeffrey Golden on doing a Pack Attack web series. Pack Attack web series. I want to go to Comic-Con this summer. I want to play Pack Attack at Comic-Con. I think we could do it. I think we could have a lot of fun with it. And here's why I'm promoting this. Because if I've promoted it, it means I have to do it. <laughs> I can't just say I'm going to do this thing. And then people are like, when are you going to do the thing? When, when are you going to play the pack attack? <laughs> so I'm putting this out there essentially to shame myself because I love this. The thing that I've kind of always thought about your show in general is that it would make such a great YouTube series. You could see the cards. Exactly. You us dorks describing it. No, it's fun to describe the card. There's a lot of humor in that. One of my favorite podcasts was The Fogel Nest Files, where two comedians would describe a viral video to you. <laughs> and it's, that's funny. It is funny. You know, but these cards are so bad. <laughs> gotta see some of these cards. So I want to do a web series about all this. Stereos? Yes. This is, we're coming back to WWE here. Yes. I accept your challenge. Yes. Let's do this. All right. Comic-Con. This summer. This Comic-Con. summer. Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Pack Attack. We're going to do the it. The YouTube series. The YouTube series. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. This is the contract signing. We're going to do it. <laughs> Serios, thanks so much for coming. Thanks on for having today. me. Thanks so much for being on. Uh, I want to thank Meltdown Comics. I want to thank uh, Mason in the booth. And this has been Two Packs. And before we go, this is going to be the final episode of Two Packs. 
It's been really fun and at times exhausting making 50 episodes of the show over the past year and some change. I really do want to thank Meltdown Network for the opportunity and to all the people who've helped out on the show. Kenny Kyle for the terrific logo art, Matt Myers for the catchy theme song, Amanda Meadows for her ideas and guidance, and especially to our producer Mason, who has worked on every aspect of the show and believed in it. Thank you, Mason. 50 episodes means we've opened about 100 packs of sometimes brilliant but often really, really stupid trading cards. I hope you enjoyed hearing about them as much as I've enjoyed talking about them. I'm told we average several hundred listeners per episode, so thanks to each and every one of you for sticking with it. I've just gotten too busy to keep up with a weekly podcast. I have a lot of projects on my plate, including the Wet Hot American Summer role-playing game, which I co-created and is now on Kickstarter. Please check that out. There's a link in the episode description. So... I decided, rather than end the show after a series of unscheduled breaks and a dip in quality, that we should go out strong on an episode where we open Pukemon cards. Leave them wanting more. I started the show to reconnect with an old and cherished hobby, but more importantly, I connected with a lot of great friends. Some of my guests are people I've known forever, others I see every week, some I met for the first time in the studio, others I hadn't talked to in ages. But it was a blast to sit down with them, hang out, do something dumb, and share with them a part of my life that has brought me joy over the years. So a big thank you to all my guests. And finally, I'd love it if you kept in touch. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey Golden, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y, G-O-L-D-E-N. Just like I connected with my friends making this podcast, I'd like to connect with you too, sexually, for casual hookups. But also to share with you all the crazy projects I've got coming out, but also just because I like talking with folks. This is audio, so we can't turn the lights out in the studio, which is how every TV show ends. Maybe we can add a sound effect or something, and you can imagine stacks upon stacks of trading cards suddenly going to black. Two Packs was produced and engineered by Mason Booker. Opening theme by Matt Myers. Break music by Lee Rosevere. Logo by Kenny Kyle. Like the show? Rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us find new listeners as cool as you. Follow us on Twitter at Two Packs Podcast. That's T-W-O. And me at Jeffrey Golden. That's Jeffrey with a G. Special thanks to Meltdown Comics. I left a bunch of these cards at the store for you to take. I'm your host, Jeffrey Golden. Hey, be good to each other. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.